The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Beautiful Thursday afternoon in the capital city. Hope you're having a great one. It's Jaylen, Andrew, and Omegard. Hey, Omegard. good afternoon. It's Gord Steinke. What a beautiful... I didn't want to come in, really. Not because I didn't want to see you, but it's so beautiful out. I know. I'd rather sit outside on the patio. I would, actually. We should have <laughs> moved the show out there. I'm thinking about doing, uh, because the weather seems to be uh, permitting it, I'm thinking about doing beers on the patio after work on Friday. Perfect. And Thought, maybe some hot dogs yeah, or something? Uh, well, not my patio. Oh, okay. Just beers. That's yeah, fine. a patio where somebody brings you the beers. Yeah. So definitely better. not my house. Right. But yeah, somewhere where you pay for them. Well, let me know what time that's going to happen. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, 6.05. <laughs> Actually takes about 15 minutes to get over there, so yeah. probably yeah. about 6.15-ish. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, no, I was yeah, counting down the days until, uh, or counting down the hours until Friday on the patio, whereas, yeah, yeah at my house, it's the patio. That's right. Yeah, I just want to be in the backyard. And yeah. hang out. And can you believe time is just flying Ugh. by here? we got Oilers uh, home openers coming up next week. Mm-hmm. We're going to go live there on Wednesday. Awesome. Said, is it next Wednesday? And they're like, yeah, it's next Wednesday. We get going. So we got to get Bob Stoffer on and oh, yeah. opinions and stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm wondering if we're going to be live there next week. Do oh, everything come up? Yeah, it's, we often are, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it's Thanksgiving. Doesn't it seem early for Thanksgiving? It does because of the weather, right? Like, it still feels like this is sort of a elongated summer of yeah. some kind. Yeah, but I'm quite happy with it, not complaining I'm at all. I'm not complaining at all. I think this is beautiful, fantastic. I, I give full credit to Global's uh, Jesse Beyer. Sure. He seems to be the one in charge of this. He's on top of it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't make the weather. He just... He just tells you what it's going to be like. Yeah. yeah, but I've noticed since he started growing that beard, he's getting a little bit more older and wiser and little... Yeah, what's you know, going on with that, by the way? I wanted to ask you, is that a dare of some kind or a Betty no, Lost? I just think or? he's a hipster at heart. Oh. <laughs> well, um, no one can beat the Kent Morrison beard, so... No, that's true. Maybe he's trying. He's going to... That's a tough battle. That oh, would be. man. That's a beard. It is funny because um, Kent ran into him. We actually flew to Victoria together this past summer at the airport. He was going off somewhere, and uh, Coach and I were going off to Tofino, we ended up sitting in the same aisle together and everything. And he does have a spectacular beard. Yeah. And oftentimes, beards aren't allowed on television. Right. And when he was here one day, he showed me a picture of him. And, and actually, when beard? he went yeah. there, when he first started over there, they told him to shave it. Um, and then he grew it back. But right. he showed me a picture without the beard. Without the beard. I was like, whoa. Yeah, it looks Complete. good with the beard. Oh, he looks it's great working. with a beard. Yeah. And beards on some men are spectacular. Beards on, on others yeah. are not. I, I'm among the others. I'm the me too. I look like yep. Grizzly Adams, and I tend to scare uh, small animals and but children. But does it grow in? Is it? No. Here's my problem. Yours is sparse. So when I was uh, a teenager, a young man, uh, <laughs> I had uh, eczema right here under my lip and uh, mm-hmm. down my chin. No hair will grow there mm. whatsoever. So when I grow a beard, and I've done it several times over the years, yeah. It looks like I'm wearing a fake beard that slipped off my face. <laughs> like it's all furry down here, yeah. right up to here, and then it just stops. You look like mm. one of those 1812 British soldiers. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, a mustache alone on me looks so greasy, it's unbelievable. Well, it, let's be real. Let's be real, guys. Um, there's very few people these days these days that can pull off a mustache where it doesn't look greasy <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's tough and you know i remember when i had uh, a few years ago i had back surgery so mm-hmm. i had six weeks off work so i thought i'd grow a fu manchu for fun <laughs> so i did and it came in pretty good i yeah. thought it was pretty good it wasn't all gray then at that time yet so anyway i was going to meet linda Steele for for lunch yep. one day when she said so i said okay so i walked in mo's parlor over here we walk in there and and I walked right past her, and then I, I stopped. I turned around, went back at her. I said, Linda, 
can you move over? I'm saying she she kind of let a little scream. Didn't recognize me. Really? <laughs> so, so just a mustache can make yeah. you look that different. Mm-hmm. And, and there's no, you know, a mustache is not a mustache is not a mustache. It depends on what kind of mustache. Exactly. You know, I had a there was a salesman I worked with at Algoma Steel that had one of those great big handlebars mm-hmm. with the curls on yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Man, I was envious yeah. of that thing. I yeah. don't even know how he did that. It's like at some point, it just leaves the face. Yeah. Yeah, and as you say, you wax it and curl it. But yeah. man, he spent more time on that mm-hmm. than. Any well, woman I lived with did her hair. Well, Jaylene, you must know I've met a few of the guys in the in the military yeah. who have those, and they're, and they're and you want you're worried yeah. about their yeah. wives when they go hug them. It's going to get stabbed them in the eye or something. <laughs> so they the, look cool. My dad looks great with his short beard. Says this one. I'm like, yeah, some eat, some. You can pull it off. It either looks it really, really good, yeah, or mm. see. But nowadays, I've noticed in the last few years, but the ones that look all dirty and no, I was just going to say like the, the ZZ who, Top beards, right. The ones who don't try and grow a beard, they just try and look like they're growing a beard. That sort of five o'clock mm-hmm. shadow thing. Ryan Jesperson pulls that he off. He does like that nobody's well. Nobody's business. But how yeah. does it, what, do you do? You shave then on Friday, so See, that on Monday, know. on Monday you uh-huh. look like you've got a five no, o'clock. No, you actually have on your trimmer a certain setting, so it doesn't go all the way down. So to you the, have an unshaven yeah. Yeah. trimmer setting mm-hmm. on your mm. shaver. Mm-hmm. See, I think I'm past this point, anyways. Yeah, I am too. I'm mostly growing it just in my ears. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and back. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. And nobody's good. waxing any of that. <laughs> Only once a year. Yeah, well, I mean, into a, some kind of twisty. Oh, yeah, well, we yeah. could. That we could, could be a whole new thing. We could do that. We could do that on the winter getaway. That could be one of our activities one day by the pool. You know, that's yeah. not a bad idea. <laughs> Wax his ear hair. Sure. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, no. Have a couple of. Uh, anyway, Hugh Hefner passed away. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's too bad. Speaking of nudity, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was, uh, I guess, you know, I don't know how unexpected that was at 91 91. years of age. He's been out of the uh, spotlight for the last little while. And right. love him or hate him, or if you're a critic or a fan, yeah. I mean, you have to have to admire, the, I guess, the stamp that he put on uh, what pop culture. Oh, and, absolutely, and the branding and all yep. that is amazing. So, I mean, uh, it's my kind of an quandary era, really with uh, with Hugh Hefner dying, and this is serious. My quandary with that is, as I'm sure many comedians' quandary is, it's so easy to write a half a dozen jokes about Hugh Hefner dying, but it's disrespectful sure, hours right past. Now. How yeah. long do you have to wait? What, I, is there a manual? See, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, because some people still don't find the Kennedy assassination funny. It's yeah. too soon. So I don't know what the Hugh Hefner timeline is, but I've seen some jokes already, Yeah, but they're not getting a whole lot of Yeah, I saw Indian likes. Radio News had a few of them yeah, already, exactly. and I thought, that's, that's too soon. Let's, let, let's just yeah. uh, you know look back at what he did and, and, and that sort of thing. Have you, I wanted to ask you as a comedian and entertainer, did you ever go to the mansion, or did you have any? Oh, gosh, I wish I had of no. I went to a bunny club one time years ago. I'm where would that think, be? Where Chicago? I okay, want to say. Okay, well that's where it all started. Yeah, that is yeah. where it all started. That's right. Uh, didn't stay long. Hmm. The prices are not what you would expect. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But um, you need yeah, a membership, I think. You do. Yeah, you had to be a guest of a member, and then you have to buy a one-day member. Or at least yeah. that's the way it was back then. Everybody has to be a member of some kind. Yeah. Uh, but the price was sort of like a minimum. Wow. Yeah. Boy, and that really is the end of an era, isn't it? I mean, yeah, absolutely. That whole idea, you know, the mm-hmm. pipe smoking and wearing the robe and having a cocktail on a Friday and Saturday, that's kind of a bygone era now. Gord, we have a mutual friend, a mutual former co-worker who has been to um, the the mansion, okay. who's actually performed there. Oh, really? Uh, Olivia Chang. Oh, is that who, right? Who's gone on yeah. to become an actress. She was in Marco Polo, that, uh, yeah, that big... Yeah, one of our reporters there. Huh. But she was also singing in a band at, at, at one point as well, and I she... Like, I was like, I think a week there. Oh, yeah, wow. And she had, I remember uh, talking to her about it, and what a... 
kind of bizarre, out of this world experience that so was. Much of our pop culture. Imagine yeah. if those walls could talk. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, go. she says, yeah. Imagine if that grotto could talk. <laughs> <laughs> We're Why? scrubbing it now. Yeah, I think it does already communicate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Extra chlorine. Yeah, but when you look back at the life, uh, Gord, you talked about it. Let's do that right now, just uh, because it has been something else. Starting off that magazine with what borrowed $8,000, including a grand from his mom. That's right. What, in 1953, managed didn't, to get those. Didn't date the issue because he wasn't sure there'd be a, a second. second one. Marilyn Monroe. One that, Marilyn Monroe. On That's the front. Right. Take a listen. The original American Playboys, a magazine tycoon who helped spark a revolution, one that challenged the nation's views on sexuality. I have celebrated the romantic connection between the sexes, and that's part of what Playboy is all about. Hugh M. Hefner, who liked to be called Hef, was born in Chicago in 1926 and raised in what he said was a strict household by conservative Protestant parents. I felt there was something more to life than... uh, the world I saw around me. In 1953, with just $8,000, the aspiring publisher produced the very first issue of Playboy magazine on the kitchen table of his Chicago apartment. The cover featured a photo of Marilyn Monroe and sold more than 50,000 copies when it hit newsstands in December of 1953. Hefner now had the funds to finance another issue and the Playboy empire was born. Well, I have never really thought of Playboy as a sex magazine. What I've tried to do is create a lifestyle magazine for men. Hefner divorced his wife Mildred Williams in 1959 and during the early days of the magazine's success decided he would not only promote the fantasy he helped create, but he would live it as well. Audiences got a taste of Hefner's good life in an early 1960s television show called Playboy's Penthouse. Come on in and meet some of our guests. Having already established himself in Chicago, Hefner made the move out west. In the early 1970s, when Playboy magazine was selling 7 million copies a month, he made his permanent home at the now famous Playboy Mansion in Los Angeles. In 1989, Hefner uttered the two words many thought he'd never say again when he married Playmate of the Year, Kimberly Conrad. I do. The couple had two children, but separated in 1998. Hefner said he realized he was much happier as a bachelor. I am essentially a romantic, so uh, I think my life uh, uh, revolves and always has uh, revolves around women. Hefner continued to live out the Playboy fantasy even in his later years, often seen in his trademark silk pajamas surrounded by busty blonde lingerie-clad women while hosting extravagant parties with celebrity guests. He even returned to television in 2005, this time sharing the small screen with three live-in girlfriends in the reality show, The Girls Next Door. In the late 2000s, he began an on-again, off-again relationship with playmate Crystal Harris, 60 years his junior. They tied the knot on New Year's Eve in 2012. Hefner sold his beloved Playboy Mansion for $100 million in 2016, on the condition that he be allowed to live there for the rest of his life. Playboy and provocateur, Hugh Hefner wanted to make the world a happier, sexier place. What's your definition of obscenity? Racism, war, bigotry, but sex itself, no. What a, what a sad and cold world this would be if, 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 if uh, we weren't sexual beings. I mean, that's the heart of who we are. 
Hugh Hefner, dead at the age of 91, will be buried beside Marilyn Monroe. That's right. I've been to her gravesite. I yep. know exactly where that's going to go. Paid seventy-five to eighty thousand oh, wow. dollars to uh, to have that plot. He yep. said, uh, <laughs> reflecting. Yeah, he said that planned to be his uh, final resting place. So. The only guy that ever turned silk pajamas into a work uniform. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but wouldn't that, that be nice? Yeah, we could all come to work in silk pajamas. <laughs> it's interesting when you look over his uh, life and career. The the little you know, oddities that jump out at you like when he was a student at university, he was a volunteer contributor to the newspaper. Um, but one of the items that he brought was co-ed of the month. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so just, you sort of see the early seeds. Yeah, of what yeah. that's right. He yeah. was always thinking. Yeah. You know, through a, a very, you know, a time when things were very conservative and certainly um, sex and uh, women's bodies, yeah. you know, that was and kind of broke through that through the 60s, through the 70s. Yeah. And then as we know how things changed, of course, with the... Uh, the uh, introduction of the internet, mm-hmm. how all of a sudden you don't need to buy a magazine. Right, it's all right there. It's, it's all right there the and how things changed. Down. But yeah. you know, back in the day, it was a real social commentary. Mm-hmm. I mean, about, like you heard him say there with yeah. uh, racism, that's the only obscenity and yeah. social injustice. And when my mom found all the Playboys under my mattress, <laughs> I told her I was just reading it for the articles. Well, uh, that's the joke, right? That she, everybody uh, read it for the articles. Buy it. But the interviews and articles in there were fantastic. Yeah. It, it they wouldn't were. be the reason specifically, I think, unless it was a, a person you were really interested interested in that you would buy an addition to Playboy. You obviously you're buying it because there's nudity mm-hmm. in it, but but yeah, some of the interviews and some of the people who were interviewed, presidents, I mean Yeah, Jimmy Carter was, yeah, exactly. was, was entered in, in yep. interviewed in there and Buckley always had an interesting you know, and the and the cartoons were mm-hmm. I mean they're collectors items yep. now. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he is remembered in history. And I think depending on where you are on that spectrum of yeah. of um, whether he was celebrating women and, you know, um, a fearful leader yeah. or fearless leader in the mm-hmm. sexual revolution or was Exploiter. he exploiting, yeah. you know, depending on where you fall in that category will, I guess, determine how he's remembered well, to you. Well, isn't that interesting because, you know, with all the talk of taking down statues and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know that Which really fits in right now, and the racial unrest. Exactly. Yeah. But you look back and think, you know, I, I think history will actually be quite kind, given uh, to Hugh Hefner, given where we are now. Like With you the mentioned, internet. the internet. And yeah. mm-hmm. He handled it, I thought, very tastefully. And as a With class. Yeah. And as you mentioned, with the articles and everything, that really was... Um, a groundbreaking publication for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. The nudity being only one of them. Yeah, and then interesting, you know, the other some of the other magazines that came along, you know, specifically Penthouse, but then yeah. Hustler, which you know, by all accounts, was much more uh, graphic or yeah. r- whatever you want to call it. And uh, Ryan had a had a woman on this morning that had written a, a book, uh, mainly about the Playboy brand. I, I mean, heard if nothing some of that. else, yeah. I mean, what what a brand expert sure. to be to be honest with. And it's with. taught in marketing classes and universities. That's right. Uh, throughout the world but yeah. said during the 80s when um, you know Playboy was getting challenged by these other um, publications that started to deteriorate a little bit more get a little bit more let's say raunchy a little bit more mm-hmm. you know moving away yeah. from that gentleman's magazine on right. lifestyle exactly. and that sort of yeah. thing and she she thought that was you know a major downfall for um, for for Playboy and for Hugh Hefner at that time well that's well, an interesting perspective yeah. coming from a woman yeah too, I think. for yeah. sure right? yeah. wasn't Playboy sort of roughly or loosely based on Esquire magazine that's right. yeah. only with nudity mm-hmm. right so it was like well you take the content 
content of Esquire, who, by the way, Esquire... Uh, the journalism in Esquire is Absolutely, and Hugh Hefner worked for Esquire. Yeah. When they moved from Chicago to New York, uh, he didn't want to go, so we asked for a $5 raise, and they turned him down. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that's why he stayed in Chicago and oh, started wow. his own magazine. But that was his background as well, was um, Esquire. And Esquire was, and is, or... Was, is? Uh, yeah, yeah, was, sort not of. sure. Um, was, was Playboy without the nudity. Mm-hmm. It still had the cheeky cartoons, yeah, yeah, all of yeah. that sort of stuff. Let's Which was another thing. Hugh Hefner was a cartoonist, right? Yeah. Like That's where he thought he was going to make his living, yeah. was in cartoon. And a photographer, too. That's right. He was an artist, yeah. really. And you know what, what he said about, you know, uh, Playboy exploits sex the same way Sports Illustrated um, exploits sports. Yeah, so, absolutely, yep. It's 225. It's Jalen, Andrew, and Gord. We're talking about the passing of Hugh Hefner at the age of 91, dying of natural causes at his home last night. Uh, a number of you sharing your, your memories and uh, your praises of Hugh Hefner. Others, as expected, um, not sure. so well, sure, not so praising. Yeah. But that's what I said. It depends yeah. on where you Fans are on that spectrum yeah. I've and answered how you this. believe. I've answered this yeah. for myself, but uh, a listener asked a question of us both. Uh, I'll tell you what I answered before I ask you, Gord. But okay. uh, hey, uh, Jay, would Andrew and Gord be so praising of Hugh Hefner if it was their daughter selling themselves publicly in his mansion? Just a thought. That from Claire. And I answered, my answer would be yes. And uh, then I subsequently tweeted or texted back uh, because my daughter owns her own body. Uh, what I mind, what I mind, what I admire about Hugh Hefner is the empire that he mm-hmm. built as a businessman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just incredible. For by the way, a guy who was considered to be not that. That bright. Yeah. His IQ tests were not horribly impressive when he was in school. Yeah, and I would say that I would say the same thing too. I mean, and I just I liked the way he spoke. He's very you know yes. freedom speech and uh, speaking out against racism and social inequality. If it was my daughter, I mean, if she's a grown woman and she's 25, 30 years old, I think I would I would just give her the benefit of the doubt that you do what you want. I mean, it's you're an adult. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you what yeah, to do. Yeah, if you're not if you're not being forced into it, if you're not That's being it, yeah. if it's if it's your choice, then it's your choice. Yeah. Right? That's the way it works. So, yeah, again, I keep going back to depending on where you stand on it. (laughs) (laughs) Where you stand on it will be um, how you uh, remember him or how you choose to remember him. Someone says, yeah, he built his empire in porn. Um, Wow. Two of the most popular playmates were Canadians. Yeah, Pamela Anderson and Shannon Tweed. Pamela Anderson, a tearful tribute to him today. Um, she was she was crying. She says she owes she owes his her life to him. And besides her family, that was the most important person in her life. Shannon Tweed, of course, married to Gene Simmons. They were just here last Saturday. That's her, right. She was with them too. Um, had put something yet. out on Twitter uh, as well. So again, uh, maybe a polarizing a polarizing oh, sure. figure but without. But he has been a polarizing figure throughout his entire career. Yeah. Um, and uh, if nothing else, yes, he was uh, a businessman and, you know, an expert brand marketer. You look at those play, those bunny ears and um, yeah. how that is one of those icons that people immediately know, like the yeah. Nike swoosh, or and, and you just know what that is. Yeah, sure. and they think that he... Whether you be, like it or not. Yeah, and he's being buried right beside another American I- icon or a worldwide as well. icon yeah. as well, and they'll be, uh, you know, rest in peace. 
Uh, thanks for your text, everyone, at 6.30, You can keep them coming. We'll uh, we'll continue the conversation after the 2.30 news. Thursdays with Gord. I think this, there's a book called Tuesdays. Isn't it Tuesdays with Maury or something like that? <laughs> We're going to call this segment uh, Thursdays with Gord. Always goes by way too fast. Well, it does, and I'm going to have fun just to, to get out, get back to the station, back to work. And you know what? The, river, uh, the Edmonton Queen, by the way, I should oh. mention. We're doing a big story on that. It's been resurrected, and it's there, and it looks gorgeous. Fletcher Kent's going to give us a tour. Oh. Take a look. This will be a perfect day to go cruising is down it, the Is river. it cruising on the river Not yet? Yeah, there's a little bit of, uh, what do they call it? They're in a little bit of, uh, they got a... Paperwork? Yeah, a little paperwork, a little red tape. Okay. But it's done, and uh, we're going to give you a look inside it. It's fantastic. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Gord. You bet. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.